Ah, oh, for Christ's sake, Anakin! Hello and welcome to episode 34 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. I'm your host, Matthew Neugebauer, coming to you live to air on this sunny, hopefully warm, uh, June 12th, 2018. It's the, it's the third Tuesday after Pentecost, if that's how you can proper 10 here in Churchland. Uh, I'm going to talk about the a bit of a more weightier issue. I do tend to go into some kind of weighty, weighty issues, but... I thought I'd address the uh, the things that have come up in the last, really just in the last week, I, I don't think it's just in the last week, about the fandom and its divisions and uh, not the prequelist originalist division. That, that's an, that, that looks benign compared to the, the excrement that has hit the fan just in the last week. And so this is going to sound, seem a bit, it's going to feel to me a little bit like a rogue episode, but I've got all the trappings of a main episode. You heard the intro, normal intro, kind of, oh, for Christ's sake, right? <laughs> that kind of frustrated, whatever that, you know, Anakin's angst is uh, gr grinding Obi-Wan's gears. That was kind of the idea behind that. I do have R2. And I do have my Coruscant Guard coffee mug that sounds like this. Ah, caffeine. That is, I should, should give credit to where credit's due. The idea for that comes from Joseph Scrimshaw's Force Center podcast. And he does, well, well, it, it's Joseph Scrimshaw, Ken Napsok, Jen Landa. They do, well, Joseph does Star Wars counseling. Uh, all the pe problems, generally, the problems people have with the prequels. And so <laughs> he, he goes through and explains them and he has a little shot of whiskey and he, we hear an audible slurp. Anyway, that's a digression. Uh, you know, I do appreciate if you want to, if you have questions, concerns, I'd be willing to try and tackle them, you know, concerned with the prequels and trying to explain them. But Joseph Scrimshaw does a great job of that over at Force Center. So you can let the pros do their job. <laughs> um, so this is going to be kind of news-based. It, it's it's recent in the real world. And uh, so I'll address that. I have seen, I did see Solo a third time. It's, it was fun. Still good. I, I watched a lot more reviews. And yeah, it, you know, it isn't the best. It's, it's a fun film. Like, you should go see it if you haven't. I'm going to probably spoil some things in here. Again, I, my, my, my review from last week, I cared more about what's happening in the universe around it than the film itself. People um, have <laughs> disagreed on whether or not they care about those things, About specifically, here's the spoilers. Emphis being part of the Rebellion, Maul popping up. I'm still so, I'm still so excited about Maul and his presence and the fact that they went for it. Um, I know some people are mixed. Anyway, that's a bit of a digression too. Because I want to, I want to get a, get to this. So, as the, the the show art for this will be the photo, I support Kelly Marie Tran, and maybe you've heard of this already. Heard of what happened was she was, you know, she was harassed on Instagram, and and just she has a public this public thing where you can post comments and some angry fanboys took to their keyboards and took to their smartphones and said, uh, 
I don't know what they said, but they said, I don't want to repeat. If if I do know, I don't want to. I don't know what they said, but some nasty things and probably threatened her and uh, continued to badger her and possibly with burner Twitter accounts and things all all those things. Which interestingly, burner Twitter accounts coming up in in sports. Well, I'm sure they come up in in movies too. And so that happened largely, I suspect, because she is an Asian American woman who doesn't fit and this is this I think is key here a little bit doesn't fit our straight male standard of attractiveness necessarily right a lot of her you know she's we see her in the film it, it, we see Rose in the film she's kind of grimy she's kind of you know she's she's an engineer she's doing her job she's great at her job but we don't think that's hot <laughs> and that offends straight white men that offends straight men I speak of this as a straight man who knows what I find attractive in a woman and physically and, and to be confronted with, with that. I mean, so there's the term of the male gaze is what I'm getting at here. And it, and one of the things that Rose does is deconstruct the male gaze. There's more I can go. I'll go into that a little further along. Uh, I think also, I mean, well, the main thing is, her whole scene with Finn on Kento Bite. People think it's useless, it's pointless. I've gone into how beautiful it is, how awesome it is. She looks at the underbelly of our, our comfortable, opulent lifestyles and says, well, it comes on the backs of how many people and how many animals and how many environments. And um, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> we don't like that. So... I'll, I'll go into further, almost trying to diagnose a little bit. I'm hesitant to say diagnose, but my my take on what what is going on there. The, the related thing that happened was uh, Lucasfilm or Star, and Star Wars on their social media accounts did happy birthday, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. And uh, people... A lot, a lot of guys. I don't know. They uh, <laughs> they took that as an excuse to, I think, send death threats and just show how angry they are that Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars isn't the Star Wars they grew up with. And you know, she's a powerful woman who, you know, Holdo, with, with with Holdo, with Ray, with Rose, with Jin or so. With Finn, right, who's a person of color, with uh, Poe to some extent as a person of color, but also not the hero in The Last Jedi. You know, challenging our presuppositions of what a hero is, challenging our presuppositions of what a hero looks like and sounds like and does. And so. <clears throat> Uh, the <laughs> people are are massively upset with that, and um, so what they yeah so they think that their best thing to do is be hateful and angry online, and so there've been multiple attempts. Uh, the guys on Collider, I mentioned them a lot. They've did a whole other podcast just going into what's happening. Christian Harloff named this as a civil war within the fandom, and. Uh, one of the things he attempted to do was say, 
and, and he's right to try and do this, is, okay, there are maybe legitimate movie criticisms of these films, right? You can talk about pacing, you can talk about uh, story structure, fine, whatever, <laughs> you know. Let's let's you you ha have those kind of legitimate subjective opinions on the story that don't relate to these deeper themes. Then there's this other group here that uh, just is intolerant and hateful, and and Christian said, you know, it it just comes down to stupidity and ignorance. And I see where he's coming from. I see why he wants to make those distinctions because the there is you know there are is an intelligent argument to be made why the last jedi doesn't work as a film there's an intelligent argument to be made why solo doesn't work as a film i've or, or, or works less than these why these films might work less than uh than other films than the original trilogy for example same thing with the prequels right there's there you can make an intelligent argument you can even talk about the themes, and one of the things a lot of people feel about The Last Jedi especially is that it makes fun of Star Wars. It, it actively holds up these themes of what we've conceived of as a hero and says, ha ha, that's ridiculous, go away. My concern there, though, and I was talking about this with, with a friend of mine last night who it came up because we had watched uh, a bunch of us had actually watched the despecialized editions of Empire Strikes Back. I know that it's not as great as the, the as, as Lucas' final version, but it is what it is. Anyway, uh, I'm talking even about Han Solo and how in 2018 Han, when it comes to Leia, even that in, in 2018, even that that seems pro is problematic. He corners her. And, Puts her in a closet. <laughs> Not puts her in a closet, but he finds her in a closet and corners her and um, is a bit more forward than... Well, it's more forward than is realistic in terms of having a woman respond. Um, yeah, and so, you know, she she's called that out and said, uh, that's not okay, right? And it's an interesting thing in that we definitely can point to Anakin with Padme in episode two say that's problematic and, and angsty and whatnot. Interestingly, episode eight, there's, there's one kiss. I've said it doesn't make much sense, but, you know, whatever. It, it's not, um, you know, well, actually, we were talking about this last night. Is they, They've steered clear from this question of, of Romance and consent and things like that. They're not worrying about it so much. And that's, I think, find more realistic. And as a single person, I I find that gratifying and, and glad that they are. I do want to do an episode one day about why we need to respect the Jedi tradition of celibacy. <laughs> as I respect the monastic tradition of celibacy. Anyway, what the point I'm getting at, though, is, and that, that my friend made is, those concerns in the this this group in the middle, this thing in the middle where you uh, you feel like the last Jedi is insulting the tradition of Star Wars. I mean, okay, that's a subjective view. It isn't leading you to be hateful. I mean, that's that's those that group is part of the camp that's saying 
whoa, this, this, this is ridiculous the way people have treated Kelly Marie Tran and Kathleen Kennedy. Um, you know, and, and also, and even I've said on, on this podcast, and I agree with Christian in terms of, I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to, uh, needs to let the creative side, the storytelling side go to someone else. And she can definitely handle the business and she can, believe me, handle the business. She's been in this career a long time. So I agree with that. But if you feel like Star Wars Last Jedi is insulting to the tradition of Star Wars, I, I can't help but wonder is you know, are you letting yourself be challenged? by the challenge that the last Jedi offers. Right? Are you letting yourself actually take are you taking the argument seriously that maybe heroism and our conception of heroism well you're taking you know yeah our conception of heroism isn't necessarily flying in to your death, to certain death necessarily. I mean Holdo does that. But she does that only as a last resort, right? Are you taking seriously the possibility that Luke is actually reflecting on the prequels here and saying, or or what happened in the prequels and saying, this is what the Jedi were, it's maybe what I believe, uh, can, you know, should I recuse myself? Are you willing to let yourself see that maybe Luke is wrong? That maybe you are wrong. <laughs> I know that's a harsh thing to say, an easy thing for me to say in front of a, a microphone in in the basement here, surrounded by my Star Wars toys. But to me, it's and I think the answer to a lot of people is yes. We can try. Um, it's an open question, is is what I'm saying. Is okay. What if you you feel confronted by this film? What are you going to do with it? Okay, coffee R2. So here's what some people have done, though. Is they've hidden behind their computers, behind their smartphones. There's a certain segment, a certain group of people who are not just challenged by The Last Jedi and challenged by by, by Rose Tico and Kelly Marie Tran and and, and Kelly Marie Tran's presence and not just and people who just disagree, maybe disagreed and said okay this doesn't fit with the story or whatever you know people who can ask themselves the question are they right people who are challenged by and not just people who think okay again I agree Kevin Kennedy should probably let Dave Filoni do the storytelling and Kiri Hart and uh carry back and, and the Lucasfilm store group, which has some women of color on it <laughs> um, you know, in very clear, prominent voices. And, and they're to be commended for that. Um, but then there's these, these folks who hide behind their computers and hide behind their smartphones and spew out this vitriol, right? Unfortunately, and I can't help but think it's the same group of people who, Last year, when when after Trump got elected and was sworn in, took torches and and marched, and saying blacks and Jews need to get out, 
right? I, I can't help but think there's something at least not necessarily they're in that group. Like some of them could be. But I think in terms of them being connected by not by or, or, or the distinction, if there's a distinction to be made, that it's not by not by type but by degree. Right. I I myself, you know, as a straight person have had to a straight man have had to look at you know, look at you know, this is confession time. I'm I believe I'm past this, I've gone to therapy, all that. But a few years ago, when I got, when, in, in, I think in, in University of California, Santa Barbara, this guy was turned down by these women and uh, constantly turned down by these women and drove his car into the, uh, the sorority house and made this manifesto of, I'm this un- victim of injustice by being turned down all this time. You know, I had to look and say, am I distinct by type or by degree? And that's the question that I think we need to ask these folks who think it's acceptable to uh, (laughs) post these things on Kelly Marie Tran's Instagram page and on Kathleen Kennedy's uh, Facebook Happy Birthday Kathleen Kennedy page and, um, you know, even John Boyega's stuff the stuff John Boyega got for being a black man and stuff Daisy Ridley got for being a woman and, and uh Felicia Jones Felicia Jones Felicia Jones Felicia Jones my my mine just went blank it's okay I haven't seen Rogue One in a while Felicity Jones excellent actress um are they distinct by type or by degree does that scare them and I hope it scares them <laughs> Because here's the funny thing is Christian Harloff, Christian, a lot of people fairly, I mean, trying to come to grips with this. A lot of people trying to come to grips with this. It's ignorance and stupidity. Yeah, I'd say it's ignorance in a lot of ways. Ignorance of, ignorance meaning unaware and unwilling to become aware of the fact that this is a real person really in front of you. Um, Unwilling, unaware that these people have these struggles. And whatnot, and unaware of privilege. And again, talking with my friend last night, how she defined privilege as uh, as saying, you know, it's not that straight white men don't have difficulties in our lives. It's not not the case. I could tell you about the difficulties of my life, and they'd be true. And I'm grateful to friends who are not straight white men who uh, are willing to listen to me talk about my difficulties in my life and 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 be friends to me and say yeah that was hard uh, and, and help me through them. But being a straight white man in terms of my moving in society hasn't really been a difficulty, right? It hasn't been a source of oh, you can't actually have this job or you can't have this this wage and this salary or going back century, going back less than a century, you can't vote. <laughs> right. Last night we were watching uh, the David Letterman interview on Netflix with President Obama. This is after uh, after Trump's inauguration. This is, eh, this, is, this is last year. And a good ch- chunk of it was 
talking about the march on Selma and, and the the bridge and um, David Letterman went with John John Lewis was you know he him and John, David Letterman John Lewis walked across that bridge maybe last year and talking about how that was all about the right to go vote something as basic to our democracy um, you know as we can get there are reasons why people don't go out and vote some of them are legitimate right people genuinely don't have access and, and in the u.s they're even working repealing or they've, they've repealed laws that grant more access in Canada, thankfully, we don't have those as much concerns. But last week's provincial election here in Ontario, only 60% showing up, we're going to get a Doug Ford, is, is eventually, right? Ignorance of the struggles and challenges that press people down just by virtue of, of what their skin color is, what gender they are, etc., and so when they see, when these folks see Star Wars now is focusing on a woman or two, you know, the main character of the sequel trilogy, really, if there is one main character, it is a young girl, 19, 20 years old, right? And then you have a black man and an Asian American woman. And of course, there's no Asia in in Star Wars, but there is to us, and so that's what we see, right? Um, that the white passing man, even though Oscar Isaac is Hispanic, he's white Hispanic, and John Roca on on that po- that Collider podcast made this point. He's a white Hispanic man. He's not the hero in Last Jedi. He's he's making all these mistakes and blunders and whatnot. Anyway. It takes a lot of ignorance, it does, to see all these new faces and new voices. And then for white teen, usually white teenage boys, <laughs> to then say, say, oh, I'm the victim now. That I'm being iced out of jobs. I'm being iced in the corner here. Right. It takes a lot of ignorance for the man in the Oval Office to continue to play the victim, right? And the danger there is it continues to say, this is an acceptable way of viewing the world. This is an accurate way of viewing the world. If you are are viewing the world in another way, you're fake news. You're a disreputable source. Why? Because I say so. (laughs) So yes, ignorance, but I can't help but go back to uh, back to the opera house in episode three. One of the one of the most important scenes of the whole saga, where that that describes this worldview very very concisely, very very neatly, in ways that Palpatine probably doesn't even, well, doesn't even see that it's a confession even on his own part here, right? Talks about how, what do people in power, how are they mostly motivated by? Well, 
They're mostly motivated by being afraid of losing their own power. And what I'm getting at there is the same thing that Yoda constantly says. It's fear. It's not just ignorance and stupidity. It's fear. Fear of losing position. Fear of being marginalized and constrained themselves. And you're 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 trying to say, but 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 it's not accurate. No, it is not accurate. It is not right, and it is not true. But I think we do well to at least notice and recognize that they are afraid, right? And fear, then of course, <laughs> leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. Right. It leads to this idea that even that the idea that balance means sometimes you act with generosity and care to others, sometimes you act full on selfishly, and that that's okay. And and I, I've spoken in other episodes about how to act in ways that you, know, you can advocate for your own desires and needs within a broader context. That's not selfishness. That's being part of the human family and being vulnerable. And saying, I'm, I'm a person just like you. Can you help me? <laughs> that is the exact opposite of saying, I'm afraid I must control someone else. Right? And the dark side is all about controlling other people to forestall your own fear. And what it does, all it does is it pushes the fear outside of yourself it's a, or, or pushes the, the onus of uh, alleviating your fear out, outside it doesn't actually respond and address the fear itself the fear of loss of security and loss of health loss of a voice right where do we get this idea that just because there are other voices at the table, it means that my voice is completely gone. Where do we get this idea that it's an all or nothing game and that if I'm going to give an inch and I'm going to share, if I'm going to let my privilege decrease because that's how other people can be welcomed and I can listen to other voices. Where did we get this idea that if you win, I lose. I'll tell you where we got it from. I mean, it's, it's well, I'll tell you what it sounds like, first of all. It sounds like what Palpatine is saying. Right. Now, there are some Jedi who, who thought that way, too. Right. There are some Jedi. I maintain that the Jedi in the by Episode 3 were under the Shroud of the Dark Side of the Force. They thought some of them were trying to submit to the light. It's true. But you know, a lot of them did operate that way. I think, again, of Mace Windu being all, <laughs> you know, circumventing due process and other things. But it it's primarily this thing of it's only about winning and losing. It's a zero-sum game, and where it comes from, frankly, in part at least, is is economics. It comes from, you know, 
I am I exist solely to make enough money for myself. Economics meaning the limit. So the word economics comes from the word economia, which I mean it's also where we get word ecumenism. Interestingly enough, that ecumenical meaning relationships with other churches that has an expansive connotation that says oh yeah it goes beyond ourselves and we can reach out to this wider world this bigger world the word economics i mean neutrally we understand it as a closed system as in the systems of exchange and one goods set of goods goes to another and exchange for another set of goods and and one that depends on a certain basis and limit of how much there is available within the world. But what can we, we do in this, in this we see, this is the first few, first eight, nine chapters of Genesis, right? Or Cain and Abel <laughs> immediately is Abel, Cain sees that Abel wins and so that means Cain loses. Of course, God never says that, right? God never says that if one person's offering is acceptable, the other person's isn't. That's not there. But Cain has it in his mind that, um, you know, Cain has it in his mind that, oh, clearly there's some sort of arbitrary game that God is trying to play with us. And so I'm just going <laughs> to... You know, I'm gonna do my best here. I, I gotta, I gotta take care of me and mine, and so I'm gonna shore up the sure thing of my own crops. And this is what's happening in Cain and Abel. It isn't, it isn't some arbitrary game. It's Cain under Cain thinks that okay, I got my crops here. I'm gonna make sure I'm set. Otherwise, I'm gonna die of starvation. Make sure, I'm set. I'm gonna. Wait till my crops are grown and then I'll give God something. Token, nominal, whatever. He's already going into it with this zero-sum assumption of scarcity. Right. Abel, on the other hand, gives his first fruits. Gives the first animal that comes to him because this is the expansive thing, right? He's saying... Yes, God provides, this is after, after no, it's before Noah. So God provides wool and milk and, and vegetables and whatnot for us to eat and survive. But it's God providing it. And so as a sign that I believe that God provides, and it's beyond my efforts and beyond my control, beyond my power, I'm going to give up this sign of my power and hopes God will return it to me because he is good and the source of all goodness in life. That's Abel. And Cain doesn't get that. He thinks that he thinks that everyone is the Sith Lord. He thinks that everyone is solely out to get the other person. And so you just gotta buckle down and and fight. <laughs> and uh, if you end up losing, well you can be bitter and kill kill your brother. This is not your brother. He's just your enemy. Right? A world of enemies. So that's where ultimately where it comes from. It comes from our, the deepest... You know, this is an ancient story that 
doesn't know of our 21st century context, doesn't know about the alt-right. But it comes from there. What's the response? I do think... On the, I mean, on the one, because here's the thing, part of it is, yeah, we do have to struggle, we do have to confront sometimes, right? There is, I, I get why some people love, love Admiral Radis, because when there is this massive, when this us versus them mentality builds a massive Death Star, <laughs> yeah, you can, I, I've talked about this before with peace and war, right? There, there are, pacifism itself doesn't, can't be, doesn't have to be absolute either. Um, but what do we see? Right, what do we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, where fear for Anakin, fear is led to hate, and hate is led to suffering. Suffering is led to the dark side, down a path he see he thinks is is too far gone. But then he sees Luke throw away his lightsaber, the one he made himself. <laughs> Palpatine, because he's a Jedi, he's got, I gotta kill him. So be it, Jedi. Right. Anakin flips the script and says, here is love, here is trust that the witness to peace and the, the power that, that the that witness can bring can be stronger than than my life itself. Right, Luke is willing to die for that. I mean, I, I talked about how Anakin is a Christ figure. Of course, Luke is also a Christ figure. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, how do we bring healing to the fandom? How do we bring healing to our society? I mean. Yeah, part of it is calling people out. Part of it is saying, <clears throat> helping people just to say, no, this is unacceptable. Healing ignorance, sure. But then is there room for some people to then begin to heal fear by actually sitting down and listening? I mean, I know I moved through things and I was able to my own ignorance and my own fear was able to be healed when I actually sat myself down and said, what am I afraid of, actually? And asked, is this accurate? Is this right? Am I, is my security actually being threatened? And the answer was, of course, no. Can I see that? Can I accept that it's okay to feel disappointment? It's okay to feel, oh, these voices are different from me. Okay, you feel that. Fine, you feel discomfort, fine. Right. What are you gonna do about it? How are you going to respond to it? Are you gonna let it drive you to say, I'm gonna push this discomfort away and push these people away? Gonna put post these things on Kelly Maria Tran's Instagram page, push that away. Because interesting enough with her, she because She's just living her life, you know, not, you know, having these photos without necessarily without makeup and any fancy clothes and saying, she's saying, 
I'm more than simply just a pretty face here. If that offends you, are you going to, if that offends you and say I'm more than just simply how you, a straight man, look at me? You know, my life is, is more, cannot be reduced to what you think of me. If you're offended by that, and if that causes you discomfort, sit and ask. Does that actually limit me? Does that actually, is she actually pushing herself up above me? Or is she simply saying, stating that she's equal to me and that I can listen to her and that she can listen to me? And I don't know her personally, but you know, the women in your life who are more than simply what you uh, what you look like or more than simply how you see them right are you you know able to see that the me too and times up and all that isn't about them pushing yourself themselves above you are you able to see that holdo with poe isn't about Grinding Poe down into the dust. In that case, it's she's the admiral. She has a plan. He's being, you know, and I've talked about this before. He's being grumpy and incessant and all that. You're actually able to see and heal your both your ignorance and your fear. It says this isn't a zero sum game, right? That. They're not trying to grind me into the dust. They're just simply trying to regain a place at the table that they have the right to. That we all come together as the human family. And that that is how we win. <laughs> not by killing what we hate. You know, and, and there are there are women who hate men. There are people of color who hate white people. But, you know, they, they aren't, even if they wanted to kill what they hate, they couldn't because they don't have the, 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 main, the means to. And that's, that's Black Panther, and that goes into that whole discussion. By and large, you know, you don't win by killing what you hate. You win by saving what you love. And we are all called to love each other as ourselves. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Bring to him your whole being, your whole range of emotions. Accept them and bring them before him as the source of life. And love your neighbor as yourself. Not kill what you hate, but save what you love. And love everyone. Listen to them. If you are in a position to challenge them to grow because for their welfare, then yeah, sure. If they are in a position to challenge you to grow for your welfare, then let them challenge you. But fear leads to hate. Hate leads to dark jealousy. Jealousy leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. But perfect love casts out all fear. So it's been a heavier episode. 
a bit of sugar in my coffee. R2. <laughs> Thanks, R2. Um, I hope that was helpful and meaningful to you. Um, I, I'll continue to think on these things. I Just a bit of news and housekeeping. I, I Next week, if I end up doing a podcast next week, I'm going on vacation to sunny, warm Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, and, and we're going to stay with my brother for a bit, watch the World Cup. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and get him on. I, I still want to get his solo reaction. I saw it with him and, and my sister-in-law. So hopefully, yeah, keep on doing episodes. The time slot might change. We'll see what happens there. But in the meantime, you can reach me at neug485. You can request a follow on Instagram at meneug1138. Thanks for listening here on Podient or on uh, Radio Public. Please, if this is meaningful for you, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to listen to what you what you say. Please let me know. This is an important important thing, both in Star Wars fandom and society as a whole, and in the church. We we are not innocent of this at all, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. We are as guilty of this sort of thing as anyone else. And I mean that in terms. Of, I don't just mean those evangelical subcultures, conservative evangelical subcultures, I mean everybody in different ways. So uh, it's an important thing for us to continue to think about. And if there is a silver lining with Trump, if there's a silver lining with the alt-right, if there's a silver lining with the reactions to The Last Jedi, that things have come to the light. We can't sugarcoat anymore. We, get, we have to make these clear distinctions between genuine intellectual criticism and attitudes of fear and ignorance. And, and that's a difficult task. <laughs> so hopefully I've been helpful in doing that. Hopefully you have a wonderful week. You're in sunny June. Um, go outside. It's a, it's, a, it's a good life, even if you have difficulties. Uh, there is There are things, hopefully, to be content about, too. So, thanks for listening. This has been episode 34 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. God bless, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>